Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 26 of Transformers Armada. It is Link Up. This episode was written by Izayo Shizuya, and the last time on Transformers Armada, a fairly unimportant but well-animated battle brought us two new Transformers. And in this episode, somehow Optimus Prime is damaged beyond repair or whatever. Yeah, and we don't know when or if he'll recover, and then after the kids argue, Red Alert's like, ah, never mind that voiceover guy, it's not that bad. But I took him offline anyway. <laughs> he literally says it's not that serious. <laughs> okay. But uh, the vice commander is in charge now, and the kids have no idea who that is, and wait, could it be... <gasps> They're amazed. It's Jetfire. Hey there, kids. How you doing? And then as soon as he's like, I can take over. Don't worry. It cuts to the kids and they're like, eh, I don't like them. (laughs) But yeah, he's second in command of this outfit, which he told us last time. And nothing can possibly go wrong. Don't you worry. And now on the moon, Demolisher's pissed off because Thrust's plan went to shit last time. But Thrust says he just didn't account for the possibility of Jetfire showing up. But he's got a better plan this time. Oh, no. He also said his plan was perfect. (laughs) <laughs> the plan that failed. And then he sees uh, he sees a bunch of falling stars. He's like, see, Megatron? Th- th- stars fly through, or, or fucking cosmic debris flies <laughs> through space. That's a sign. Yep, nothing can go wrong this time. And back with the Autobots, they realize that Somehow, they realized Thrust was behind this just by looking at a monitor of Optimus's vitals, I think. Oh, yeah. And uh, Blur has heard <laughs> of him, God. and then at three minutes and 20 seconds, two will be froze for me, so that's as much as I watched. Okay. No, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll tell you, Paul, what happens next is... <laughs> because Hotshot's like, hey, who is this Thrust? Anyway, is he tough? And Scavenger says, look, you'd be too young to remember fighting on Cybertron, but in the very first fucking episode, or maybe it was the second whenever they showed up, Hotshot came from Cybertron, where they've been fighting a war. Yeah, and uh, Blur also reminds us that um, Thrust is the reason for Decepticon victories on various other planets, and yeah, they were all Thrust's doing, and now Fred's all scared, but don't worry, Fred, Jetfire is here! Okay, but this whole, this I don't know, almost worship of Thrust is, it's like, you know, me saying, oh man, that guy that I kicked the shit out of yesterday, he's really good at kicking the shit out of me. No, he's not. <laughs> anyway, then as soon as the uh, jet fires like, hey, don't worry, I'm here. They get a warning that um, there's a bot overhead who turns out to be Thrust. And then this was another bit where I forget what minicon it was, but the minicon starts talking to Jetfire who understands him. And then Rad understands the minicon. And then Jetfire says he doesn't understand the minicon. And then Rad <laughs> says, I think that's what he said and then this is where i threw my computer out the window and i tuned out <laughs> well even alexis is like yeah that bot's been flying around there for a while like well why oh didn't you say God. anything anyway yeah it's thrust and uh jetfire's like i'll take care of it and he runs off yeah he goes all powder toast man leave everything to me <laughs> oh by the way don't tell optimus yeah yeah that that there were a couple little lines that got me a, a chuckle that was one of them but um he flies up into the air and he uh it's there's thrust and thrust is like ah come get me come get me and he chases thrust into all the flying decepticons and their minicons <laughs> yep here they come and red immediately tells jetfire don't hurt the minicons Ugh. <laughs> and uh, Je- oh, here was another neat thing jetfire transforms and it's a really solid transformation sequence and uh, i guess he can fly in robot mode because he doesn't fall out of the sky at least he can fly in this episode in robot mode it's not so much that he flies when in robot mode it's that he stands 
in the sky. Yes. <laughs> like, there's a lot of shots where he's standing, and you can literally see the shadow under his feet. Yes, there's one of them, definitely, where they drew him as if he were on the ground. Yeah. So, uh, or, uh, reusing cells. Anyway, he transforms, and he opens fire, and he's like, get out of the way, Minicons, and then just fires anyway. Yeah, it's like, Alonis is like, hey, wait a minute, I thought you said he wasn't going to shoot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but he, he did, and they all open fire on him, who, and he, he seems to handle it just fine. Well, yeah, he just stands in midair while the Decepticons blast at him, and it looks like they're kind of hitting him, but nothing really happens. And back at the base, Scavenger orders the other Autobots to get out there and help. I don't know why he's going to stay here. He's all doing a stand in there. And Hotshot's like, man, they're over water. If we go out there, we're just going to fall in the ocean. Where are we going to land? But lo and behold, there's an island nearby. So he, Smokescreen and Blur, warp out. Yeah, they get there and Smokescreen goes to launch the Boom Boom Shield and right away his uh, his cannon, you know, crane arm gets just blown apart by Demolisher, who's up on a cliff, standing next to Sideways. It was a trap! In a rewrite and a translation, I guess. <laughs> yeah, Demolisher just even goes on. He's like, ah, this was all part of Thrust's plan and we're going to steal the Sky Boom Shield and here's my credit card now. <laughs> sideways is like, man, shut up. Just fight them. <laughs> so then uh, Rad back at the base says, hey, Scavenger, I think we need Optimus Prime. And then he calls Red Alert and says, I think we need Optimus Prime to join the battle. Commercial break. And when we come back, the Autobots are still pinned down. And now Megatron is here. And he's wondering why getting the shield is taking so goddamn long. Yeah. And he's just stand like somebody shoot him. <laughs> anyway, um, he so he demands the shield. And then Hotshot has another dumb line. He, he, you know what? He can handle himself on the battlefield most times, but the guy has the worst one-liners. I didn't even write this one down. Well, yeah, and Meg- pretty but, much just come get the thing if you're so tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's enough to goad Megatron on that he readies the Star Saber. And then Hotshot seems surprised to see that. Like, you don't remember <laughs> that he has that thing, but uh, Demolisher now suggests attacking the Autobots from two sides, and Hotshot thinks now will be a good time to fall back, but Smokescreen wants to stay and get shot at, I guess. But uh, Blur convinces him, look, man, for once, Hotshot shot is right. We got to get the fuck out of here. I don't think he even convinces him. He just says, hey, remember what Optimus told you? And we never saw what Optimus tells him. And they don't even use like a, a voice with reverb saying, remember to fall back when Hotshot knocks Megatron. <laughs> um, but anyway, they, they're like, okay, and they all just leave. Yep. And back in the air, Jetfire still standing there while the minicons fly around him. And yeah. like last time, the music is so goddamn loud, you can't even hear what he's saying. Yeah, he. So he. I guess he's trying to fly away, and they. Sh- he he gets blocked from getting away. He goes, and then he goes. I don't know what happened here. He flies up, and I think he shoots at smoke or star screen, but then he flies down, and then the minicons go up, and I. There was no context for placement or blocking or who was where. Nope. And then we go to the kids, and they're all worried. And Red Alert says, "Optimus is almost ready." Still. Yeah. Well, and the kids are like. How many times have we been through this now? The kids don't understand why these minicons are taking orders from a Decepticon. It's like, because that's how it fucking works. Whoever wakes them up, that's their who they work for, I guess. Do you, but, do you think maybe, like, across the board, they all have a learning disability? Like, <laughs> they're lacking some social input to, like, really figure out what's going on here. Maybe their school is like a, a school for the learning disabled. <laughs> you never know. This is my new theory. But yeah, Optimus is just about ready. He just needs another coat of wax. And 
But behind Red Alert, I'm guessing it's the bottom of Optimus, all the wires that he's hooked up to start falling off. And then Megatron somehow says smokescreen at sword point. I don't know how we got to this point. I don't think they know how they got to this point. Paul, do you know how they got to this point? Uh, no, I don't know how they got to this point. All but, right. uh, back at the, yeah, I just have it down, quick bit of Megatron talking smack with smokescreen, but back at the base, Scavenger He again wants the says, shield. Yeah. Scavenger says the Autobots need help, so he and Red Alert are going to warp out, but then an alarm goes off because there's somebody already in the warp chamber, and it's Optimus. And remember, he can barely stand up, and he's very weak, and he needs to heal more, and he's like, you gotta send me in anyway. So they send him in, and then back in the battlefield, just when Starscream is ready to, quote, deliver the final assault, Optimus warps in, flies around, he's fine. Yeah, he just starts diving at them, I guess. It's kind of hard to tell, but he sails. But, <laughs> I love the when he's flying, he doesn't have his arms out front like Superman would. He's like doing a, a what's it, like a Navy dive? Is that what it's called? You know, when you dive in the yeah, water? Yeah, his arms straight by his sides, yeah. Yeah, looking forward, flying in a straight line. It looks so silly. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of the Rocketeer. Remember that stupid fucking movie? Anyway. Hey, 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 the Rocketeer is actually a great movie. I ever seen they the beat thing. up a bunch of Nazis in it. <laughs> and uh, you know what? The Rocketeer is actually a really good movie. I, dear listener, uh, I encourage you to go and watch Disney's The Rocketeer, now streaming on Disney's Disney+. Plus. But yeah, he just sails right past Jetfire, and Jetfire flies off behind him, and Starscream has them both in his sights now. But then, just before they hit the water, I have it down, they form Ultra Mega Super Things. Who, you know what, looks pretty cool. Oh, yes. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. The transformation and the way they combine with the backgrounds and everything else, it looks really fucking good. It was the first moment in this series where I was like, oh, wait, I bet this toy line was cool because not only can that Optimus connect to his container or power link, he can do it with Jetfire. And now I'm thinking, who else can power link? I bet this was a very cool line of toys. Yeah. And then he whatever this guy is called, this Optimus fire super thing, um, <laughs> he blasts Starscream out of the sky and then goes for Megatron. Yeah, but he has a funny line here where uh, Starscream's like, ah, falling. He's like, oh, they don't call him Starscream for nothing. Well, I guess I'm not really funny. He's kind of dumb. But... Hey, hey, Lou, can, uh, Lou can, can we get a, a rib shot? Do you have that audio effect? Thank you, Lou. And on the ground, Megatron sees Starscream fall from the sky, and then Optimus just flies in and clobbers him one, knocking him into the ocean. Yes, and then above, Thrust is watching this happen, and I guess he didn't realize that Optimus and Jetfire could do this, although he is a great tech tactician, a yeah. tactician, a great tactician, but he didn't know thy enemy, which is like, what, the first or second rule of the art of war. <laughs> this guy's a boob. <laughs> and the kids and the Autobots standing around patting each other on the back and Hotshot had no idea they could link together either and apparently it's been a long time since they did. Yeah, and then I guess this is the arc we have is that Jetfire... Everybody, they're all hanging out together in the ground and they're like, hey, you know, Jetfire, calm down with the bravado a bit. Like, congratulations, but tone it down a bit. And then we get another voiceover from Rad to inform us that we just met Jetfire, <laughs> who we've watched all this episode and then actually met in the previous episode. <laughs> Thrust says his plan last time was perfect, but then Jetfire showed up and it all went pear-shaped because he didn't account for a flying Autobot showing up. Well, now he knows better, and he also knows that the flying Autobot is Jetfire, and he knows Optimus Prime is on Earth too, so why wouldn't he plan for Jet Convoy, I think they call this thing, showing up? 
Well, he says he didn't know they could combine, but hold on, this guy's supposed to be some military super strategist who has never lost a battle, well, except for this one and the last one, and they mention that Thrust fought Autobots on numerous occasions on numerous planets in the past, and Optimus mentions that it's the first time he and Jetfire combined in a long time, so they must have used their combined form before, but for what other reason would they link up other than to fight the Decepticons? Did they just need the extra height to change some light bulbs back in the day? How could Thrust, the Decepticon tactician, not know about the Autobots' most powerful weapon? And why would the Autobots let Jetfire fall into such an obvious trap in the first place? A, a Decepticon that can turn invisible, flying around, unstealth device over Autobot headquarters? Of course it's a trap. And what's the panic to run off and deal with him anyway? All he's doing is flying. Let him fly around until Optimus is back on his feet. There's a shield around the base. Fred's got his chips. There's no... Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Dippicus Podcast Show. The episode was Link Up. Paul, what would you like to throw away from this episode? <laughs> well, other than the new combined form at the end, Jet Convoy, I think they call it, which was really freaking cool, this was just 15 minutes of jet fire standing in midair with ship flying around him while the theme song played on an endless loop. Like, I, I didn't really like it. <laughs> yeah, there's no point to it. Uh, Jetfire kind of had that moment in the end where he's going to be less cocky, but you know by the next episode he'll just be the same cocky character again. Well, yeah, nobody ever learns anything. Uh, it's in the running for, uh, it's in the running, I think, for my least favorite episode. We'll have to see that on the next episode we do the wrap-up, but we're in another really, really short episode, Paul, so what do you say we do another uh, round of On the Darts? All right. So this version, Paul, is going to be Beast Wars. On the Darts, ah. Beast Wars. Let's start with the big guy as we did last time. Optimus Primal is the on the darts. I think he is, but like he's trying to hide it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's trying to be sneaky about it. Yeah, and and at some point he's had to turn to Cheetor and say, you really shouldn't be smoking. While he's like <laughs> got a pack in his back pocket. Th that's who Cheetor's getting them from. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it from watching you, Dad. Oh, that <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, uh, uh, Megatron, Beast Wars Megatron. Uh, definitely, definitely. But just like... Um, Megatron now, he, he smokes like Virginia Slims, like the really long ones, <laughs> in, in a cigarette holder. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the real long fucking thing, like like Teddy Roosevelt, there's a picture of him in a, some convertible car, <laughs> he's smoking a cigarette with a thing like that. I can see, honestly, I can see Beast Wars Megatron not smoking. Oh, I really? really can. I can see the whole cigarette holder thing, but I could. he's just a little more refined than Armada Megatron, so I can see him not doing it. Uh, but uh, here's another... Um, uh, bad guy, a Dinobot on the darts. Uh, the way I picture Dinobot with this is he'd be like that 1950s guy with the sleeve rolled up with the deck of smokes in the, like, in the sleeve. <laughs> I can picture that. Yeah, yeah, I actually, I pictured him as the guy who has quit, but it's only about six months and he's, he's quit and he's kind of still on the edge and he's pissed off a lot and if <laughs> one more fucking thing goes wrong, he's going to go out and buy a pack. I can see that, yeah. Okay, Rat Trap on the darts. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, really? yeah, I could see that, yeah. I used to work <laughs> on a construction site. There was a fellow named Lenny there who rolled his own Export A Green Death cigarettes. And All he was like... No filter on either end? Yeah, yeah and, and uh, dear listeners who do not smoke or Canadian, non-Canadian smokers or whatever, uh, Export A is a brand and Green Death was like the richest, fullest, most cancer-filled tobacco they sold. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, he, he was like four foot nothing, just made a bone and sinew, and he would just roll these... 
green death cigarettes and <laughs> smoke them. They were called green death because they came in a green package. Um, and uh, that's kind of what I picture Rat Trap. He's just he's rolling his own cigarettes, smoking them, and complaining about everything. <laughs> All right, uh, Rhinox. Is this kind of a smokescreen situation? Yeah, this is definitely the exact same thing. Like, it's the old man smoker where it just sits in the corner of his mouth. He can yell, he can scream. There could be 200-mile-an-hour winds going by. That cigarette's not going anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> and and he's going to give you some words of wisdom, too. Um, okay, uh, Tarantulas. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, right? Um, I don't know. I No, I don't think he would. I, I, I can't picture it. I think that he would try to smoke to look cool in front of somebody. Oh, like to try to impress black plus arachnia. Black, exactly, black arachnia. Um, I could, but he doesn't smoke regular. And he would try to look cool and then just like hack his lungs out. Um, okay, here's another spider, black arachnia. Uh, oh, wow. Um, as a Predacon, definitely. But near the end of it where she's a maximal? Uh. I think she does. She just, she knows that nobody wants to see it. She's like that smoker that just, um, I'll be right back and just excuses himself. Never never draws attention that they're smoking, but she is not going to let that go. Okay, yeah. It, and if it came down to it, if Optimus was like, no more smoking among the maximals, that's when she'd start doing like dirty work and find out that he's a smoker and she, she would make it a war. <laughs> okay, here's the last one. The last one. Tigertron. Um, definitely not. No, he would be. He would be like, "Why would you pollute your body with such horrible stuff?" <laughs> Whatever ridiculous thing he would say. So then, here's the question: What does Tigertron say when he finds out Black Arachne is still smoking? <laughs> Again, it'd be it would be that whole uh, I can't believe what's wrong with you. Why would you do this? You know what? He would just he would start carrying like Tic Tacs and be like, after every cigarette, "Would you like a Tic Tac, my love, before I kiss you?" <laughs> Well, there you go. There was another episode of On the Darts. Uh, the next episode of Armada that Paul and I are going to uh, do is going to be the wrap-up, uh, the halfway point, because we're at the halfway point now. Yeah. Um, so join us next time, and uh, we wrap up, and then there's the Twitter that John Sobia, P. McPherson won. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, whatever you listen to Taggart Torrens with, whatever you listen to Rage Against the Machine with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnitpickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Ultra Mega Super Thing.